0: Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you. It's such a privilege to bring you greetings from Riverside Church in St. Louis, Missouri, and from uh, my wife, Jessica, and our uh, four kids Uh, three of the kids which are out of our home and one still there. It's a pleasure to be able to say hello. And uh, as I do, and as we think ahead to this week, I'm I'm wondering if you heard this story about Jesus when he was a boy. Um, The story goes that when Jesus was about three years old, another toddler bumped into him, and Jesus, of course, was angry about that, so he cursed the little boy and killed him on the spot. And then uh, when Jesus was just a little bit older, uh, another uh, little boy bumped into him and Jesus did the same, cursed him and killed him on the spot. And then when uh, Jesus' mother and father and some relatives tried to correct young Jesus, uh, Jesus cursed them with blindness. And so finally, uh, Mary and Joseph uh, were at their wits end and they they sought out a wise counselor. And at first, uh, Jesus didn't feel he should be taught he felt he should be teaching the wise teacher, but of course, over time, Jesus began to find a teachable heart, and he began to uh, be corrected and finally learned the way of things. Uh, you keep waiting for this to be a joke, but it's actually uh, uh, a fictional story, an ancient one uh, called the Infancy Gospel of Thomas, and uh, about every Easter, at least in the United States, uh, uh, a television program will, will say they found the lost, some of the lost gospels of Jesus, and this is always one of them, and uh, as if we've never known, and of course, uh, the people of God have known about this for centuries, um, but it, it raises a question of which story about Jesus have you heard? And as we're compelled to, take, uh, to go to those out of neighbor love, to go to others out of love, And to point them to Jesus, one of the questions is, which Jesus are we pointing them to? As a matter of fact, this is not a new thing, this challenge about competing Jesuses. Uh, When Jesus himself was speaking and teaching in the fullness of his humanity, if you were to Google search Jesus in the first century, this is what you would find. He is out of his mind, Mark chapter 3, verse twenty. He's possessed of Beelzebul by the prince of demons. He casts out demons. Mark 3, verse 22. He has an unclean spirit. Mark 3, verse 30. He's John the Baptist, Elijah, a prophet. Mark 8, verse 28. He's a glutton, a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Luke 7, verse 34. He's a liar. He's a Samaritan. John chapter 8. Jesus is not from God. He's unlawful. John chapter 9, verse 16. He has a demon. He's insane. Why do you listen to him? John chapter 10, verse 20. He is evil. John chapter 18, verse 30. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, from the lips of Peter. Mark chapter 8. Which is true? Which Jesus? The Apostle Paul and the early Christians found this a challenge. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, he spoke of those uh, Christians in their congregation being susceptible to a Jesus other than the one the apostles preached. There were versions of Jesus being proclaimed, and people were being confused about that and giving themselves to a Jesus other than the one the Scriptures revealed to us. When you and I propose to point a neighbor that we love to Jesus, either here or among the nations beyond here, we want to know that it's the Jesus the Bible reveals to us that we're proclaiming and not some other version of him. You certainly don't want an American version of Jesus, a Western version of Jesus, a a political version of Jesus, an Eastern version version of Jesus I'm a Presbyterian a Presbyterian version of Jesus a Baptist version of Jesus how are we doing we okay and we we're, we're reminding ourselves that in the fullness of his humanity Jesus didn't speak English if he and I were to sit together in the fullness of his humanity we couldn't carry a conversation because I don't speak Aramaic and he didn't speak English he was Jewish Middle Eastern, single, celibate. He had no political power, hardly any political rights. He was a part of a, an oppressed minority who was considered a dog by Roman people. When you, well, I'll, I'll put it for me, when I opened the Bible, I must be reminded that it's been translated for me. I am a foreigner. And people gave of their lives for the sake of the gospel that at the ends of the earth in America, someone like me could be found by Jesus and find him. Uh, When I was growing up, we had a uh, wonderful, helpful grid for our missions conferences. Perhaps you're familiar with the two. We would say from Acts chapter 1 that uh, Jesus sent his disciples from Jerusalem to Samaria and in Galilee to the ends of the earth. And uh, we always thought of ourselves in our church as Jerusalem. And then we would say, what is our Samaria? What is our Galilee? And then there was the ends of the earth, like Northern Ireland uh, from us. But one day, a missiology professor, Nelson, pointed out that we're using that as a metaphor because St. Louis isn't Jerusalem. And it reminded us for the original hearers, it was no metaphor. It was Jerusalem, Samaria, Galilee, and that we were at the ends of the earth. So to come to the Bible is to come to it, unless you're Jewish, to come to it as a foreigner and to know that it's been translated for you. What grace. What humility on God's part. And so when you think about your neighbors and friends, when you think about the people of the nations who live here and live beyond, and you think about those who've lost their way and you think about those who feel that the world seems crazy to them, when you think about those whose sorrows are overwhelming them with grief, when you think about those with real doubts and honest questions which are dismantling their faith, when you think about those who are full of regret and you want to speak of Jesus to them, which Jesus are you speaking of? And it's not just them, though. It's you and it's me. Your... Uh, when you have lost your way, when you feel like the world is crazy and the whole floor is moving, when you feel like sorrows engulf you and overwhelm you, when you feel like honest questions and earnest doubts are threatening to dismantle your faith, when you are full of regret, when you are full of longing, which Jesus do you need? That's what we're going to talk about this week to meet together daily to recover a sense of Jesus as the Bible reveals him and to have our various versions of him recovered, reoriented by him so that when we are compelled by his love, it's the Jesus the apostles preached that we speak of to others. And the only way to know that is to have fresh acquaintance and contact with Jesus. I say that because as a Protestant Presbyterian, I am most accustomed with Paul. Thankfully so. I certainly wouldn't want less of Paul. But I'm also acquainted with the prophets. And so when there are questions that come my way, my default move is to start with Paul and start with the prophets. Isn't that fascinating? Because I think Paul would hope I would start with the Jesus Paul preaches. And I think the prophets would hope I would begin with the true prophet they foreshadowed. And then from there, work our way toward those he sent to us. So I'd love to do that with you. If you have time, come. And if you're online, uh, you're not able to come, check it out online. We'll open God's word and we'll look for Jesus together and we'll be found by him. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.